guardian angels and patron saints, pray for us. Today, Divine Mercy Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, concludes the full celebration of the Easter festivities, that just as on that first Easter, the disciples, in a sense, had a week-long experience, an eight-day experience of the risen Jesus, first his appearance to them in the upper room on that first day of the resurrection, and then this second appearance narrated as Thomas gets the chance to place his hands in the Lord's side and to see and believe. So the church ever since has maintained a, a sense of a tradition that, that that first experience of the disciples is to be repeated in our own experience, that the celebration of Easter is not simply one day, but an eight-day octave. And I believe there's wisdom to this because it's not an easy thing to get into our minds and hearts that the one certainty that we all die is no longer final. Our whole spiritual lives, in a sense, are meant to be in the service of that truth being pounded into us or seeping into our imaginations and our memories. And as an echo of that, we, our celebration has to, has to be stretched out because we're reasonable people. It's hard for us to accept this good news. The fact is, there's many ways that we can forget or lose sight of that essential proclamation of the church, this essential claim that Christ has risen from the dead and that therefore we are no longer dead in our sins. And not only that, that each one of us is destined for the same resurrection. There's many other interpretations of what Easter means. We hear them all the time. Isn't Easter really just about dot, dot, dot? Insert your pet cause, your political or social opinion. But if it doesn't contain the word resurrection in it, it's a substitute. It's an ersatz Easter. I was reminded of this recently, just browsing some of the kind of commentary online and on television, a panelist was featured in one particular clip that I saw on Twitter, and the conversation was, was about some, this or that policy, right? Whatever it is, whatever the issue of the day is, there's always something, right? And this particular commentator was saying, you know, I, you know, I was there for Easter services. Aren't, aren't all those Easter services, aren't all those Bible readings, isn't the whole Bible really just about love your neighbor? I mean, isn't that what we should be focusing on in this time? Isn't that what should be defining our politics and our social ideas? I mean, if Jesus were alive today, this commentator went on to say, wouldn't he be of this or that party or opinion or group or movement? And I went, whoa, whoa, what just happened? If Jesus were alive today, that is the whole point and message of Easter. That is the point, that we no longer need to speak about the living Christ as hypothetical. It's fact. Jesus is risen. He lives. 
Now, no doubt, it is important for us to have these other teachings as part of our Easter celebration and joy. Yes, of course, loving our neighbor flows directly from the mercy that Jesus extends to his disciples in that upper room, that first Easter day. Peace be with you. Words of pardon rather than recrimination or accusation for having betrayed him. No, the first thing Jesus does with his disciples is to sow peace and pardon. But we can't lose sight of the arresting claim, the thing that the disciples couldn't make sense of, that after hearing it prophesied and predicted time and time again from the Lord's own lips, that they still couldn't wrap their minds and hearts around it. Thomas had to place his hands in the wounds before he would accept that Jesus had risen from the dead, that the one thing certain in his life was no longer certain, and that death had been put to death. When we lose sight of that, not only does our faith fall apart, but our society falls apart too. Our emphasis here in our country and in our culture on the value of the individual, it's not just a political idea. It's not just something that the founding fathers or some Scottish philosopher dreamt up 400 years ago. It goes to the roots of Western civilization, which the roots of the Western civilization are to be found in the creed and in the church. The emphasis on the individual flows immediately from the Christian belief that every single human being will live forever, will outlive the universe. And grounded in that reality, grounded in the expectation that you and you and you and you, by the grace of God, may one day with your own eyes and in your own body, not those of another, will look upon the glory of the Lord. Everyone, of every race, of every time, of every state in life, every leader, every churchman, every husband or wife, every fallen soldier, every unborn child, every king, every tinker, everyone. And it's on the basis of the value of every person that a civilization of love can be constructed, can be built. And we, when we lose sight of that truth, of that value of every single person, what happens is that a civilization of love is displaced by a culture of death in which individuals are expendable. What matters is the group, the collective, the social order, the goals of the nation state or of the king or tyrant. That is not the vision that has built Western civilization. That is not the vision that has given us our freedoms and our joys. And that is not an echo of the kingdom 
into which we are invited as his sons and daughters. So the resurrection, the reverence that each person is shown, the fact that on the day of a person's Christian burial, we incense their remains in the same way that this altar that brings the body of Christ into our midst is incensed. Well, that's something that is meant to sink deeply into our minds and our imaginations. It's meant to awaken and bring into blazing flame a joyful faith that says, I do believe, though I do not see. And on this Divine Mercy Sunday, so too we are reminded of the value of each of us in the sight of God. By the ability for us to stand before him and to confess our sins, for our repentance to be heard one-on-one, one by one, that as Jesus entrusted to his disciples this gift of the Holy Spirit, that they may go and forgive sins, that he was providing an experience of his individual love, his individual attention, and his individual care for every single person who has need of his mercy. May that mercy resound in our lives. This Easter season, if you've not had a chance to receive the sacrament of reconciliation, go. Hear those words of forgiveness. Breathed forth from the mouth of Jesus as he gave the Holy Spirit to his apostles and sent them out to be apostles of mercy. Happy Easter to you all. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.